What's good, people? Welcome to another episode about Shit About Shagging, the show where I talk shit about love, sex, relationships, in the sheets and on them streets. I am your host, Zizi Siolo, and I have a shaggy shenanigan story for you, which unfortunately doesn't actually involve shagging, but it is quite... My life My life is actually a joke. It's It's a movie. It's it's a comedy movie, not even a rom com. It's it's fucking weird the shit that has happened to me. But yes, no shagging involved. So I did practice some restraint. Surprise, surprise there. So what had happened is on Sunday my tire completely fucked out. It the image is just it tore completely. Luckily. The rim, which everyone cares about, and I work in the motor industry, so I don't actually know what's so important about the rim, but the rim was fine. It was the actual tire that just completely lost its way. So I pulled up at a garage and they asked if they could replace it for me. And all I needed was a spanner. I had the jack, I had the little twisty thing that you twist the jack on, but I didn't have the spanner which is what you use to take out the nuts. <clears throat> anyway, enter Knight in Shining Armor. This guy pulls up next to me and he's like, are you okay? Now I'm looking good. I've got lipstick on, which is rare. And my hair is down. I'm looking pretty. And I'm like, flips hair. And I'm like, I need a spanner. And he was like, no, nah, I've got one. I've got you. So he parks it up ahead and he tries to, you know, un- unbolt the nuts. And he takes a look at my spare tire and he's like, this is no good, hey? So he offers to take me to the hood so that we can buy a tire because not- no other shop is open right now. And he wasn't allowing me to go to just call a tow company. So for content, <laughs> for the purposes of content, for the show, I said, yeah, sure, I'll go with you. But I did take precautions. I took a picture of his number plate. Um, and I also sent my live location to two people. So I get in his car and he asks me, do I need anything? Do I want anything from the shop? And I'm just like, I need flavored water. I need some sugar, but I also need water to calm me down. So flavored water is the answer. He comes back with three energy bars, a bottle of water, and he's ready to go. This whole trip, the guy is flirting with me nonstop, and he tells me his name, but me being the little shit that I am completely forgets what the fuck it is. So he'll be like, ZZ, this, 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 or you've got a great smile, ZZ, blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, thanks. Thanks, dude. Hey, you. And every time I wanted to like say something to him, I'd wait until he looked over and then I'd <laughs> basically talk because I forgot his name. But he was a really sweet guy. So we get the tire, it gets fitted, my car is ready to go. And honestly, I, I was so grateful for him just for stopping and helping a complete stranger, going out of his way, stopping whatever plans he had for that day. So I asked him if I could make it up to him. And he was like, okay, how? And then I got a little cocky, just just a tad bit. So because he was flirting with me the whole ride, 
I said to him, okay, I'll make it up to you by allowing you to take me on a date. Here I am ready to be shut down or laughed at. And he was like, okay, cool. Let's go to Monty. And I'm like, sorry, what? And he was like, yeah, let's, let's go to Monte Casino. So I'm like, this fucker right here, he, and then I was like, maybe I've got game. Maybe, maybe I am the girl, you know? So fine. We get in each other, we get in our own cars and we drive towards Monte Casino. Now I had this thought to just like turn off and go home and just call it a day because as soon as my car was fixed and my tire was sorted out, he went from being my knight in shining armor to a loser in tin foil. He wasn't that appealing anymore. And I know that sucks, but the damsel in distress beer goggles like faded away really quickly. But I decided for the show, let me let me be a yes girl just so I have something to tell you guys. So we get to Monte Casino and he asks me, do you want to go bowling? Now I completely lose my fucking shit because I love bowling and I'm good at it. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Let's even make a bet out of it. So I ask him, what should the bet be? And he says, when I get to decide where the loser sleeps tonight. And I'm like, sure, shop, I've got this. So we're bowling, we're bowling. And I'm pretty sure now, I don't know what it's called, the ramp or the little strip that you bowl on, but I'm pretty sure it was skew because all of my balls kept skewing to the left, no matter where I threw it. And I'm really good at bowling, well, averagely good at bowling, but I sucked this time and I was seeing flames and I'm just thinking, oh my God, I have to sleep with this man tonight. He is whipping my ass and I just couldn't take it. And he's got this like giddy smile on his face. He's kind of humble about it, not getting any strikes or anything, but still you can tell he's pretty impressed with himself. So at the end of the match, he says to me, so Miss Loser, you remember our bet? And I'm like, yes, I did. So I ask him, where do you live? And he tells me, wait for it. He tells me he lives in Limpopo. Now I'm based in the north side of Johannesburg. That is a four and a half fucking hour drive. There was no way in hell I was going to Limpopo because it was already six o'clock in the evening. The guy was not appealing anymore. It just wasn't worth it. I had work the next day. I didn't need sex that, fuck no, just no. I was like, no. And I, I honestly always tried to honor a bet, but I told him straight up, that is not fucking happening. And he took it like a champ. So he said, can we just spend more time together then? And I was like, yeah, we can do that. So he asks me if we, if I want to go to the arcade, shoot some hoop, play some skee-ball and stuff like that. And I start to wonder about this guy's maturity levels, but also the inner child in me is like, yay, 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 yay. I'm losing my mind. I'm so happy. So we go to the arcade. He's such a gentleman. He's paying for everything. All the coins that I want. He's just like, here you go. And I'm like, give me, give me more. And I'm playing all the games I want. 
And then eventually we decide to go for a walk. Now, by this time, I've spent a good good three hours with the guy and I'm kind of over it. So I tell him that I'm tired, my feet are sore and I'm hungry. So maybe we should just call it a night. And he was like, oh, I'm hungry too. Do you want to get some dinner? The enemy is like, okay, yes, girl, yes, girl, yes, girl. So I say, yeah, sure. What do you feel like? Now we're at Monte Casino. There's an abundant supply of restaurants available to us. What does he tell me he wants? He wants chisanyama, bride meat. And I'm like, where the fuck are we going to get that at Monty? And he was like, no, I know this place in Midrand. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And I'd already said yes to the dude. And I'm a little bitch, so I can't say <laughs> no. I couldn't back out. So I decided, okay, fine, let's go to this place. And he was like, yeah, hop in my car and we'll just take one car. So I send my live location again, and we go to this place. Now, for those of you who don't know or haven't seen me, I am the definition of a coconut. Black on the outside, white on the inside. So when we get to this place, I am a fish out of water. The music is not to my liking. I don't know what I want to eat. I'm just so uncomfortable and I stand out like a sore fucking thumb. It was the worst dinner date that I've... No, not the worst. It wasn't the worst. But in terms of vibes, it was the worst dinner date that I've been on. So eventually I decide on what to eat and he like keeps coming closer to him. And so it's, it's like cold. So I decide, okay, let me shimmy over closer to him as well. And he was pretty warm. So he got this picture in his mind that I was into it, but I was just using him for the heat because I was not dressed appropriately. I thought I was going to be back home hours ago in my bed or snuggled up. But anyway, that's besides the point. We have our food. Turns out to be actually really good. And we go back to his car. So he opens the door for me like a gentleman. And as I'm about to get in, he closes it again. And I'm like, okay, yes. And he like pulls me in closer. And I think to myself, this man, fuck, I left my phone on. Well, isn't that just a disrespectful way to do a podcast? Fuck me. Anyway. So he pulls me in closer and I'm like thinking to myself, okay, this man helped you out the whole day. He took you out on a date after you were a cocky prick about it. He's coming in for a kiss. The least you could do is kiss him. What's the worst that could happen? Honestly, COVID. But clearly my mind was not on that. So I kiss him and he turns out to be a really good kisser, but not fucking good enough to go to Limpopo with him. So I tell him, okay, now, dude, I'm, I'm seriously tired. I've got a long day tomorrow. And he asks me, so you're not coming back home with me? And I'm like, no. And I'm surprised that you're going to drive all the way back home at this time. Because now we're hitting, what, 9, 10 o'clock? And he still has to make that drive. And I was like, fuck, that's insane. But that sounds like a solo mission. So he takes me back to my car, he gets my number, and he calls me. 
as soon as he calls me, True Caller pops up with his name. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's what you said your name was. And I was relieved. So I could finally, for the first time, the whole day, night, evening, day thing, I said his name to his face. And that was my shag shenanigans for the week. I mean, big ups to that guy for being such a sweetheart and actually helping me in my time of need. Also, I'm proud of me for like being the yes girl. I do it just for you guys, just to have content for the show. But this week's episode is not the funnest one for me because... As you saw in the title, it's about side chicks and side meals. So at a restaurant, they always ask you what your choice of what choice of sides you want. And this is why life has become so used to adding a side dish to our main meal. A side piece is an additional person that you choose to enhance your main relationship. Don't be deceived at all. It's 100% cheating. But the person with a side and a main, let's call them the cheater, is willing to risk it all in the search for a thrill or in most cases, just pure fucking greed. I have unfortunately been the side chick twice. And in both these cases, it lasted for more than, let's say, six months And I unfortunately, unknowingly, was the side in the beginning. (laughs) So I'm going to tell you about the one instance. And the other one will come at another time. I'm actually shaking as I say this because it's so raw and so fresh. Um, But I met this guy, Professor X, actually. Professor X, uh, we started hooking up last year in October-ish and I caught feelings for him and we, you know, told each other about our feelings and everything and then we just kept hanging out and seeing each other and then one day, beginning of this year, he tells me that he's in a relationship Um, so I asked him, when did it start? And he told me, no, like a few weeks after you told me that you liked me and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, fuck, great. So we liked each other, or so I thought, and yet I still wasn't good enough for you to actually date. But you kept me around for a good time, so shot. And unfortunately, and this I am dealing with my psychologist with, um, my sense of validation comes from men. And so I was like, well, at least I'm a great fuck. So 12 points to me. So I continued sleeping with him and accepted that I was a side chick. Now, When you're a side chick, there are rules you have to abide by. And being the side can be fun and rewarding, depending if you're aware or not. Um, Unfortunately, an unknowing side can end up being as hurt as the main squeeze, which in the end of my relationship with Professor X, I was. Um, We... 
not we, I, not I either, my psychologist (laughs) suggested that I end things with him, mainly because I deserve better, I was hurting his main squeeze and that um, it, it was better for me in the long run you know, to get someone who's going to give me their full time and attention and not just, you know, someone there for a long time, not just a good time, you know, and I finally decided to take her advice. So I know I'm jumping all over the place. Um, I've completely fucked off with my script. So what I did was on Friday, I went over to Professor X's house and told him that we can no longer do this. And he he was patronizing, or I felt like he was patronizing. He claims not to be, and, you know, each to their own. Um, but he was patronizing in the sense that he was like, I really hope you find someone good who'll take you to brunch and you guys can like build puzzles together and have a cat and all that fucking bullshit, which pissed me off so much in the moment. Cause like, honestly, dude, I'm ending things with you. I'm trying to like, you know, be the bigger, better person finally and you're downplaying my feelings and shit like that and telling me, oh, you want, I want you to have all the best in life, you know? It was kind of like a dick move, like the 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 ultimate, the, the final dick move in his part. But anyway, so yeah, um, I stayed there longer than I intended to because it was difficult to leave. But I did end up leaving and telling him not to contact me ever again and that I wouldn't be contacting him. And that's the end of that. So I am no longer aside. I am officially available on the market. No strings attached. No longer breaking girl code and all of that. But getting back to what I wanted to say is that there are rules when it comes to being a side. First of all, you need to give your cheater space. You cannot be blowing them up all the time and calling whenever you want because it doesn't work like that. You serve a single purpose and that is just for their benefit, not necessarily yours. You have to keep them entertained because once they get bored of you, trust, they will replace you with someone else. And, you know, you you can't get jealous over the main squeeze ever. And you cannot ask about them, refer to them, anything like that. To you, they don't exist. And to the main squeeze, you are not even a thought in their mind. Although with girls, we always have an inkling. But, yeah you're not allowed to to even discuss the main squeeze. You don't call or text first because those are just the rules. You always get asked where you are, what you're doing. You're the one that gets approached. You're never the one who initiates. And the hypocritical thing, the hypocritical rule actually about being aside is that you need to make your cheater feel like they're the only one which is fucking ridiculous 
but they get so hurt and so touched if they know that you're doing something else on the side or if you if you've got someone they they honestly it hurts them because they're fucking narcissists actually and cheaters and fucking psychopaths or maybe i'm just still you know in the feels but whatever not not all maybe some most cheaters are narcissists anyway and the last rule is that you cannot expect that any special occasions like birthdays and holidays will be spent with you that's for the main chick it's not for you baby girl or baby boy i'm sorry that's that's not your role in life so there are pros to being a side the pros are if if you know you're the side and you want that role the pros are that you don't have to deal with relationship bullshit um you don't have to listen you don't have to care about the person in any which way or form you're just there for the sex and the good time and the cons i couldn't find many pros the cons are firstly you deserve better you do listen to me yes you I'm going to fuck it up by saying I'm penetrating your eardrums right now, but you deserve better. Carrying on, um, there's no relationship duties, so you can't ask them to just like go to the shop with you or go shopping or rate your outfit or shit like that. You'll always have a sense of insecurity and you can't ever make the relationship public or in flaunt it in any way and no matter what happens if you guys get caught you're the asshole with all the blame you take all the blame the main squeeze is going to probably forgive possibly forgive the cheater whereas you're gonna have to carry all that guilt and blame because you are the one that got involved with someone in a relationship or a married person so that's something you need to consider but now i actually in in my 25 years of experience actually have never had a side during my relationships and that's because and i know this is going to sound so fucked up trust me i'm aware i'm in therapy i know it but i cannot stand the thought of being cheated on or cheating on someone but when i was the side firstly i didn't know in the beginning and then in the end i technically wasn't the one doing the cheating so that's what i told myself so yeah i've kind of probably lost a lot of you right now for being an asshole or maybe gain new listeners for being so fucking honest but that's my true bit so i've never had a side i guess the pros with being with having a side is that you get a relationship with less commitment and more sex positions so you can try out your freaky side without having to hold their hand later on it's a breather from your relationship woes so you don't have to go to your boys about it or your girls it's just literally good times happy vibes 
And clearly the side offers you something that your main chick or main dude doesn't. And you benefit from that and you extreme and you love and you love it. You're completely content with it. And yeah. The cons of having a side is that you could easily, easily lose your main person and the side in one blow, then you're left alone. You could you're always paranoid because you're on the lookout. You have to look over your shoulder all the time. When your phone blows up, you don't know when you're with your main. Is, is it your side possibly checking in or whatever like that? It, it, I feel like it can be, it can, it can get a lot really. And the final thing is that you're, you're a cheater. You, you are. That's, there's no fucking around with it. You're a cheater. So, yeah. The questions I asked this week were, can a side level up? And there's mixed reviews on this. And personally, I haven't seen it happen. I haven't seen a side become the main. And I think the reason is this, with this is, Possibly there'll be no trust unless you're cool with the position that you previously held being filled. So if you're the side chick and you get promoted to being the main squeeze somehow, you're always going to be paranoid that this person is going to cheat on you, which they most definitely will. They're going to have to replace you in somehow. And if you're okay with that, then then you've got a solid relationship and good for you. But if you're not, then you're fucked. You're genuinely fucked. The second question that I asked was um, finding out what would you do once um, you found out that you were the side piece. And most people said that they knew what they were getting themselves into and they were okay with it. For those who didn't know, and don't know you're gonna cry you know it's gonna hurt but your new role is to try and not show defeat and try and not show that your feelings as much as possible because the cheater doesn't give a fuck about them if we're being honest they really don't but if you're the one who you just told your side that hey you're the side Try to do it with a little, you know, finesse. Try to ease them into it. I don't know how you can because it's a shock to the system. But if you get into a side relationship knowingly, then oh, you're all good. You're all sharp. You carry on. Having a side piece. How many of you listeners there have had a side piece? And surprisingly, you little fucking shaggers, most of you have. Um, I haven't, like I said, which I find strange, but I'm glad to know that you guys are out there doing what seems to be normal now. And I feel like the world is, even though we cannot normalize talking about sex, hence why this podcast is a thing, we can normalize, we can normalize fucking around with our partners. So that's fucking shop. And the third question was being aside a lot more people think 
they've always been the main. And I say think because fucking people are dogs, hey? People are fucking dogs. If if you've always been the main, congrats to you. I don't intend to put some doubts in your head, but maybe, maybe you were being fucked around. Or being fucked on. So, but congrats to you for always being the main. Most most of the people who answered said that they were always the main dish instead of the side. And the final question that I put out to you guys this week was, what would you do if you found out? Would you rather end things and tell the main squeeze? Or would you carry on because the sex is great? And because you guys listen to the show, you Shagger said that you'd continue to enjoy the benefits. And this is why this show is dedicated to you fuckers. Um, I, I continued, you know, after finding out to a point, to a point where it started hurting me, where the pro, where the cons outweighed the pros. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys on that. So you're not alone. I'm here for you. I am one with you. I am as fucked up as you guys are. So the questions I received this week, I received two, two questions. One of them is full of, is, is, is fucking bullshit. And fuck you for asking the question. And every question that you ask every week is full of shit. But I decided I'm going to answer this one. So the question is, if you pull out an IUD like a grenade pin, does the person explode? My answer is yes, with the baby growing inside of them because there's no contraceptive now. There's your answer. And the second question was, would you rather be caught having sex or masturbating? For me, easy, masturbating. I think everyone in my household knows when I'm doing it, especially when I've got fresh batteries in my vibrator because that thing is pretty fucking loud. So... Being caught doing that is, I think, much better than being caught having sex. I've been caught having sex once before, and it's fucking awkward. It is awkward as hell. And I don't think it matters who the hell catches you. It's still fucking awkward. I'd rather be caught doing what dogs do all the time and, you know, fucking flicking the bean. I'd rather be caught doing that. But thanks, guys, for listening. If you have any questions, hit the show up by searching Shit About Shagging on Facebook. And you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at podcast underscore for trailers, questions, and more. Don't forget to follow, subscribe via your listening apps and to follow me on all social medias at Zizi Suyolo. And I'll be coming for you fuckers next week.